You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holyham Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director at Holyham Cathedral. How are you doing, Mark? Very well, very well. Keep staying warm, staying warm. It's unbelievable. The, you know, November was easy. December, the two coldest days were Christmas Eve Christmas Day, a breeze. January until like January 24th, a very easy winter. We get about five inches of snow, cold. Ten inches of snow, cold. Snow here, snow here. It's one of the, becoming one of the hardest Februarys. But you might, I look at it this way. In a few weeks is March. March can be tough, but we're moving toward spring. When does training camp start for the Sox? Uh, teams showing up between the 17th and the 22nd. Of February, yeah, look so at which means uh, next week. Boom. Next week in the catcher's report, pitcher's report, and full personnel by the 22nd. And uh, Now, the goal right now is to get baseball started the last couple of days in March, break camp in Arizona, Florida, and come north. That's tentative, but that's the goal, to get baseball started probably for most stadiums without fans. But we'll see. But also, just to change the topic completely, our prayers are mm-hmm. with the family, uh, I want to say the Espinosa family, uh, four children and mother, that mm-hmm. poor How sad. husband and father, to go to work and to lose his entire family in a fire. It's just beyond tragic. I know Cardinal Supic was there. Uh, father Zeke Sanchez mm-hmm. was the homilist. Father, uh, Cardinal Supic was the presider. And I mean, it's beyond words. It is so horrific. And the poor father uh, and husband couldn't even say anything. He he just totally grief stricken. And and well, you, what do you say? I don't know. What do you say? And the, I mean, the the heart pouring from all over the country and world. Even Pope Francis mm-hmm. gave uh, Cardinal Supic rosaries for the family um, to remember. Yes. So he's being remembered worldwide. So our prayers with the family at, who just grieve horribly and uh, just beyond words. Mm-hmm. Beyond words, and we have a tremendous program lined up today. Three one two two five five eight four zero eight. Here on WNDZ seven fifty AM, Catholic Chicago. Back by popular demand, Todd Williamson, the director of the Office for Divine Worship in Chicago, and joining also will be Terry Navarro, pastoral associate and director of religious education, St. Mary Star of the Sea in Chicago. Todd and Terry, welcome to the program. How are you, gentlemen, doing? Doing well, thank you. Uh, lady and gentlemen. Oh, lady. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Terry. That's quite all right. And uh, Todd, you and I go back uh, at least what twenty-five, thirty years. At, yeah, at least at least twenty-five years. You've been the director at 
office for Divine Worship how many years? I'm in my 21st year. Wow. 21st year. And Terry, you've been at pastoral associate at St. Mary's Star of the Sea along with DRE for how long? Um, I've been employed here by the parish. This is my 35th year. I taught in the school for about 17 years before I moved over totally to the ministry side of the parish. You sound about 29 years old. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You've been there for 35 years. Yes. And actually, my husband and I were married here 45 years ago. Wow. Well, congratulations. Now, where did you go to high school, Terry? Mount Assisi Academy. Oh, sure. Okay. Now, I think I just saw on Channel 7, they did a feature on your grammar school, didn't they? They sure did, and so did Channel 5 the day before that. So we're very proud of our parish school and all the efforts of um, everyone here in the community supporting the the parish and the school. Now, what was the uh, broadcast about, Terry? What was the theme? Uh, The students and how they're managing extremely well during the pandemic and how, in spite of the pandemic, the students' I-Ready scores have increased in both math and reading. Despite COVID-19. Yes. Exactly. Sounds like a proud faculty person, former yes. faculty yes. person. Yes, yes. So when, you, when you started um, 35 years ago, what grades were you teaching? I was an early childhood teacher, so mainly preschool, but I did teach second grade for a couple of years. That's wonderful. Well, our topic today is going to be talking about the whole topic of Begin with Ash Wednesday, the Lenten journey. And we have a full hour, so we can cover a lot. Our phone number, 312-255-8408. any questions regarding Ash Wednesday, the why, Lent, the why. So maybe as a way to begin, Todd, you know, just because we could begin in so many different directions. We know that next Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, kicks off the season of Lent. And the, Lent mean, the word Lent means springtime. But now why... What is the why and the wherefore of Ash Wednesday? Tell us about the significance, Todd. Well, historically, Ash Wednesday um, began in the uh, early centuries of the Church. Ash Wednesday began the um, final 40 days of fasting and prayer for those who were going to be baptized uh, at the Holy Holy Saturday Vigil. And... um, and mainly it was just for them. It was just for the unbaptized who were who were preparing. But then uh, over the centuries, um, as adult baptism began to die out, the faithful began taking on ashes at the beginning of Lent, which is actually very biblical, right? Uh, Job yes. sat in a pile of ashes, and the prophets talk about putting on sackcloth and ashes as a sign of repentance. And uh, ultimately, the, the whole... Uh, faithful, all the faithful, began Lent that way, even to this day. Now, it's not a holy day of obligation, but all around the Archdiocese, all around the world, people come to church um, in regular times. Even the pictures of the people lined up uh, at St. Pete's downtown to receive ashes. And, um, could you explain, um, just in your own words, both of you, how is Ash Wednesday that important in people's hearts that I mean, you don't ask them to come and they come, they come, they want to be a part of this special day? You asked, Mark, uh, can you explain it? Uh, no, okay. I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't carry... <laughs> at, at least the market, at least Todd is very okay, honest. Let's, let's move on to the next yeah, question. Thank you, thank <laughs> you for coming, Todd. We'll, we'll take it over to Terry now. <laughs> amazing, isn't it? It, Mm -hmm. it, Because as Mark said, it's not a a holy day of obligation, and yet people want to begin 
uh, Lent with with ashes. Terry, I'm sure. I mean, that's that's how it is in the parish, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think part of it has to do with um, all of us recognizing: yes, we're sinners. Yes, I can do better. This is um, turning over a new leaf. This is a, a way to begin again to to repent and to be on this journey in community with other people who are like-minded. And so I think we also get the support of seeing others journeying with us through through the Lenten season, which will begin on Ash Wednesday. It's kind of a good starting point. Now, before um, Mark takes us to break, we are live streaming, so Mark and I are... Uh, physical distancing with masks on right now. So, Mark, take us to break. So, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. Our telephone number, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Todd Williamson and with Terry Navarro. And we'll continue our discussion about Ash Wednesday, how it fits into our lives today uh, in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we began adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Father Marek Svoka from Holy Name Cathedral. Land is swiftly approaching. Our 40 days of fasting and prayer in preparation for Easter are among the most meaningful moments of the entire year for Catholics. And Lent begins on Ash Wednesday, typically marked with the distribution of ashes, as the priests use them to make a cross on the foreheads of the faithful while reciting the formula. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And this year, health precautions during the COVID-19 pandemic will change the distribution just a bit. Parishes will have two options. The Vatican is suggesting priests blast the ashes, then sprinkle them with the holy water in silence. 
The priest will then recite the Roman Missal formula once to all those gather, wearing a face mask and a face shield. With hands sanitized, the priest will then sprinkle the ashes silently over to each person's head. This is the practice used traditionally at the Vatican and in the many European countries. And that's the preferred option. But the Archdiocese of Chicago is also giving pastors a second one. Priests will be able to use a cotton ball or a cotton swab for the placing of the ashes on the forehead, using a new swab or ball for each parishioner. All other guidances for social distancing and the sanitizing will also be followed inside the church. The pandemic may have changed many things in our daily lives, but what hasn't changed is the meaning of Lent. It remains a time of penance, sacrifice and good works, and help us prepare for the promise of Easter and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDG, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, along with Mark Teresi, and our guests are Terry Navarro and Todd Williamson. You were listening to that uh, last break, uh, Father Mark Smolka, an associate pastor at Holy Name Cathedral. So Mark and I know him well. He's a mm. hardworking priest and an excellent job. Now, both uh, Todd and Terry, we just listened to Father Smolka, with the, not the regulations, but how things will be done differently this year. So maybe uh, for a moment, both speak to the changes, and what does it mean for the faithful? Well, you, you know, real quick, uh, Greg, Father Greg and uh, Mark, to sprinkle ashes on the head is actually uh, the most ancient way of distributing ashes on Ash Wednesday. Uh, again, as I mentioned, it's, it's very biblical, um, if you look at the uh, Old Testament example, uh, the prophets talk about uh, covering your head in ashes. And it was literally that sprinkling on the top of the head that, was, that is the most ancient way. And uh, as Father Marek said in, in, in that uh, PA announcement, a demonstration video that the Archdiocese put together, which I think was a great idea. Very well done. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, that the, uh, the Vatican, in the midst of the pandemic, um, suggested that worldwide as a uh, uh, as a means of distributing, um, and then uh, Cardinal Supich has uh, uh, allowed for uh, a second means. Terry, how are you going to do it in, at at uh, Star of the Sea? We are using the suggested method, and the ministers will be sprinkling the ashes on the heads of the people in silence. You know, it's interesting because uh, for you, Terry, Todd, Mark, and myself, all of us. Since earliest childhood, we always received ashes on the forehead. I remember being in grammar school, always watching my classmates come back with ashes, you know, come back down the pew, see who got really slammed <laughs> on the forehead and who got really hit hard versus hardly hit at all. And, uh, and so the thing is now, the tradition of ashes sprinkled on the top of the head, has that been common at the Vatican for several hundred years or in oh, parts uh, of parts of uh, Europe yeah oh yeah i mean and and even even today uh, mm-hmm. when you when you watch uh, uh, ash ash wednesday mass at the vatican 
that that's the way that the Pope administers ashes. Now, the thing is, if it's, if it's done the top of the head or the forehead that we, we knew growing up, you know, for a moment, Todd, what is the significance and meaning of Ash Wednesday to be marked with ashes, which means as we begin the whole Lenten journey? Yeah, I, I always find it interesting that, I mean, ashes, uh, uh, ashes is uh, the result of, of, of something being consumed, right? It's, 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 and the words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. I mean, it, that all points to, uh, oh my gosh, our brokenness, our mortality, our, um, you know, our, our, uh, our, our, our fragility, our sinfulness. But I always have to remind myself that the normally, under normal circumstances outside the pandemic, the ashes are put in the form of a cross, mm-hmm. which, which always says that it, it, you know, always has the last word. The cross always has the last word. Mm-hmm. That, it, that it is more powerful than our brokenness, our sinfulness. It's interesting because the change, for, for me, the change will just take away one real real um, pro- proclamation because you'd watch the news or you walk down the street and it's you see the cross on people's foreheads you realize um, it binds us together I mean we won't have that visual piece um, this year but I'm sure I mean that's just me but Terry when I'm thinking especially like at holy name we're in the we're in the process of planning for Ash Wednesday for Lent, for Easter. It's a different kind of planning. Um, what's going on at Mary Star of the Sea in terms of how you're looking at Lent and how do you engage people from a distance? Well, first of all, we've been very fortunate that we've been able to live stream two of our masses throughout the pandemic. So we live stream the 10 o'clock mass in English and the 12 o'clock mass in Spanish. And we have been able to connect with parishioners that way. Um, We also try to keep them as updated and informed as possible using the parish website and the parish Facebook page. Um, Through those technological outreaches, we have been able to connect with those who are still not yet comfortable coming in person to celebrate um, in in the church. We have also been making the announcement for the past three Sundays informing people exactly how the ashes and when the ashes will be distributed. We have posted those things as well. There are signs on the church doors and the rectory doors so that people know the hours of the masses and also the um, other times that are going to be available for people to come in for a short amount of time and receive the ashes and continue on their way. Very good. You know, we're going to take a little break. WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Todd Williamson, Director of Office of Divine Worship, with Terry Navarro, Pastoral Associate Director of Religious Ed, St. Mary Star of the Sea. Maybe when we come back, let's take Father Marek's um, um, idea. Uh, or no, Todd, it was yours. Uh, we're talking about penance, sacrifice. Oh, no, Marek's penance, sacrifice, and good works during Lent. And how do we look at those in terms of promulgating that idea within the Archdiocese, but also in your parish, Terry. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all. We're back, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're talking with Todd Williamson, Director of Office of Divine Worship. We're talking with Terry Navarro, Pastoral Associate, St. Mary's Star of the Sea. Before break, we're talking a little bit about Father Marek's uh, overview of Lent, that it's a time of penance, sacrifice, and good works. Maybe Todd and then um, maybe Terry in terms of local parish. How, how do you see that in terms of penance, sacrifice, and good works? How do we do that in a pandemic? Well, I think we do it in um, um, really in, in the same way even during the pandemic. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that you know, those practices will, will still hold. Um, I, I, I do have a very um, specific kind of focus in terms of my 
um, Lenten observance, um, whether it's uh, through fasting, prayer, you know, giving alms, the traditional ways, or maybe it might be taking something else on, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, uh, I go to Mass daily or I do something I do something that's out of the ordinary. Um, in, in my mind, whatever it is, it really only has one purpose, and that one purpose is to help me to prepare to, for me, for, for, for a baptized person, uh, anything I do during Lent has one purpose. It's meant to help me to prepare to renew my baptism at Holy Saturday, Easter Vigil, or on Easter Sunday. Uh, that's the only way that the penance, that the, uh, uh, the uh, almsgiving, the fasting, makes sense to me. It, 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 we don't do it just for its own self, right? We do now, it for a, a purpose. Now, Tao, you say there is wonderful, but I've got to ask Terry... You know, being someone in the parish, both as a pastoral associate and DRE, in the lives of many people, unfortunately we know this, they look for the fastest way to get the ashes, to come in and out. So what Todd says is beautiful, right on target. But how do you couple that, Terry, with the reality of people's lives in a hurry, busy, I just want the ashes and go? Your, your, Your thoughts on that? So we are able to offer three masses on Ash Wednesday, one in Spanish in the morning, one in English in the morning, and then a bilingual mass at 7 p.m. However, with the um, protocol set out by the Archdiocese, which we follow very strictly, there's a limited number of people who are able to attend those masses. So we have also done something this year that we have never done before. Um, Prior years, we have offered three different prayer services throughout the afternoon and early evening for people to come and receive ashes, again, because of limited numbers allowed in. This year we're going to try something different between the hours of 12 noon and 2 p.m. and again between the hours of 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. We are going to allow people to come in anytime to um, socially distance themselves and process up to the altar where we will have ministers there to distribute ashes and then ask them to continue along the path in front of the altar down the other side aisle and exit. Throughout this time, we will have some liturgical music recorded playing in the background, and we figure that that will give people about five or ten minutes, depending on the lines, um, time to prayerfully approach the altar, receive the ashes, and then again prayerfully exit the church, keeping everyone safe. Of course, everyone will be when they come in and their hand sanitized as they come in and will be directed to the path so as not to be crossing other people as they come through. See, I think that's an excellent idea because normally to have a church full but in pandemic times, you know, the cathedrals could hold 1,200. Our capacity is 200. I'm Same sure in St. Mary's Star of the Sea, you have a fraction of what you can hold. <laughs> so I think, <clears throat> I think it's a great idea to have the, the people that possibly to come in Receive ashes prayerfully and then leave. I remember that uh, you, you know you've been talking. We've been talking about uh, what does Lent mean. I remember when I was back in fourth grade, my uh, sister Donatus asked, "Okay, boys and girls, what are you giving up for Lent?" I raised my hand and said, "Homework." <laughs> she, sister Donatus, didn't think it was too funny. And then uh, I go home. My mother said, "Greg, you know, with Lent today being Ash Wednesday, what are you giving up for Lent?" And I said, "My brother." <laughs> Mom didn't think it was too funny, so it, uh, uh, I thought it was being pretty hysterical. And it, uh, even though it's a minute early, Mark, take us to break. 
and then we're going to bring it back. Yeah, when we yeah, and when we come back, I'd like to talk to some, about some traditional Lenten practices that um, we've experienced face to face, and now how are we going to be looking at some of those? So WNDZ seven fifty AM, Catholic Chicago on your dial. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Columbanus Food Pantry. During the pandemic, the number of people that we've been serving at the food pantry has been increased. So I think we've seen numbers rise as much as 25 to 50 percent. People who probably never imagined that they would need to go to a food pantry. Families in our neighborhood who have lost their jobs or grandparents who are struggling to make sure they're meeting needs for their family. This church has been like a help, a help in need. When I don't have, they have, and they do it with loving and care. They not only feed you food, but they feed you spiritually. As busy as we are, financially we do struggle, and so the Annual Catholic Appeal helps us make sure ministries like our food pantry continues. Without that spiritual and that the food, I don't know where I'd be. The good works here are made possible through the Annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Todd Williamson, who's the director of the Office of Divine Worship, and Terry Navarro, pastoral associate director of religious ed. 
St. Mary's Star of the Sea. We've talked, we're talking about Ash Wednesday and we're talking about Lent. Um, one of the things, Terry, you had referenced was the live streaming, which has been very important at Holy Name Cathedral. And also, uh, I'd mentioned that Channel 7 930 Mass with Cardinal Supic has grown another audience. I mean, all of a sudden, it has, media has caused us to reach out to folks that maybe would not have connected with us. So my question, Todd, to you and to Terry, so as we're looking at traditional Lenten events, practices, prayers, like Stations of the Cross, parish missions, what about even that Holy Thursday where people would go visit churches? How is that going to be uh, different this year, and how might media actually play a role to expand our congregations? Now, see, along those lines, before you answer Todd and Terry, and that is, we have to remember, last year, Ash Wednesday fell on February 26th. We had Ash Wednesday as normal in parishes. The first weekend of Lent, as normal. Second weekend of Lent, as normal. On Saturday, March 14th, things closed down. So we lost a third, fourth, fifth week of Lent, plus Holy Week and the Triduum. So people have to put that in perspective. This is our first time that we will be without the normalcy of Ash Wednesdays versus previous years. So you've got the floor. Terry, I'd be I'd be really interested. What 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 star of the sea? Are, uh, how are how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing Lent virtually? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, um, again, we will continue to live stream our two of our Sunday masses. We continue to have morning mass, and we're sure that we'll have an increase. We usually do of the attendees there, but we still have plenty of space um, to accommodate that. Um, Stations of the Cross, we are, of course, not going to be able to do live, and the saddest part of that is we usually do a living stations, mm-hmm. um, which incorporates the children from the school and the adults from the community. So that is going to be greatly missed for the second year. When would you normally do that, Terry? When? Yes. Um, the uh, Friday before Palm Sunday. Okay. And um, so what we're doing this year is making available to our parishioners Um, books of the Stations of the Cross and inviting them to take them home and to pray them as a family. We did that for the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe for the Novena. We made packets with the entire Novena and invited people to come and pick up a packet and then pray together the Knights of the Novena. That went very well. So we are hoping that the Stations of the Cross will work that well as as the uh, Novena did. Um, I have also made available and passed out yesterday, as a matter of fact, to my religious education families, a children's version of the Stations of the Cross bilingual that they can do and pray at home together as a family. We're also making available the rice bowl. We've been announcing that the um, rice bowl from Catholic Relief Services will be available. We have them in both English and Spanish. Another way that families can get together and pray as a family community the little house church as, as the, the base began, and hopefully that that will continue to bring some continuity and some cohesiveness to the parish um, as a community. Now, Terry, in past years, have you had a Lenten mission maybe every other third, second, third year? Yes, we have. But this year, of course, no parish mission. No parish mission, right. And we do not have any plans at the moment. We have options available to people. We um, put those out some of the other places that are offering those virtually where our parishioners can join on at home as well. 
I'm glad you mentioned that, Terry, because I've, I've heard that from a couple of parishes as well that they're that they are going to do virtual missions, um, and and they are going to do uh, virtual evenings of reflection, um, and and so people, I think people are just being trying to be creative in how to how to continue uh, to do Lent virtually. And it's a natural environment to practice some of the tenets of Renew My Church because. Every parish doesn't have to do their own mission. We're connecting uh, with a, a few parishes in our area, and it'll be one mission um, that we share together, which is kind of a different concept. But because it's virtual, it's much easier to do that, too. Yeah. There's something you said before, um, Todd, just so important. Even though we still are enduring the pandemic and things are different, you know, physical distancing in church, numbers are down by way who can come. And yet, as Mark mentioned, the whole thing of uh, live streaming masses, which has taken on a life of its own. And by the, by the real heart of what Lent is all about, that by no means changes. That stays the same. Talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, no, matter, no matter what our situation is, the, the season of Lent calls us to, um, to self-reflection, to look at our lives, to see where we have gotten off track, to see where we need to, um, where we need to strengthen our relationship with Jesus, uh, with the Father, and, um, and, and we, we do that you know, in so many different ways that we can still do whether we're in the pandemic or not. Here's the thing. I read a great article some years ago that Lent is a great time for what I call, he called it, speed bumps in the road. You know, I, you know, I made the mistake of hitting speed bumps at about 30 miles an hour. I didn't see the speed bump. I thought I lost my whole chassis in the bottom of the car. And so I think, you know, Lent is really an opportunity to slow down because our lives are so fast-paced. So Lent puts speed bumps into the road to make us slow down and reflect the real purpose and meaning of who we are, our relationship with the Lord and the community and each other. Mark, take us to break. Okay. Even even though Father Greg is way beyond the age restrictions for fasting and meatless, <laughs> and you know, well, maybe when we come back, we can talk well, about some. some well, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> we Look can, at you. We can talk about Mr. Some, Hairless. Of the, some of those regulations, and he can turn his earphones off for that one. <laughs> um, we'll be back. WNBC seven fifty AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Please stay tuned. Marked last week. <laughs> exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. 
Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. We're back. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-840. We're speaking with Todd Williamson and, and with Terry Navarro about Ash Wednesday, Lent, uh, moving toward our celebration of Easter. Todd, probably some of our listeners would want to know, can you go through a few of the regulations in terms of Meatless Friday, fasting. Where, do, where does Greg, age limits? Yeah, where does Greg fit into those age limits and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> any, any, anyone um, uh, over the age of, of sixty-five, and and anyone who's infirmed um, is uh, um, dispensed from the the, the fast, um, the uh, fast of of. Uh, um, Fridays or uh, Good Friday, uh, Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. but the um, abstinence uh, from meat is um, it, again is something that that's that's actually very ancient, and um, you know we, we've been we observe that as Catholics we give up meat. Um, we we do that for a, a couple of reasons. I mean, part of it is to be in solidarity with those who um, who cannot afford. Um, who cannot afford uh, meat? In, in in some ways, that was um, that's one of the more one of the oldest uh, connections to to fasting and, and to abstinence from meat. Um, and it's it's you know it's it's one of the three traditional um, observances of the season. Now, I think you know just for real clear for our listeners, uh, Todd, that to be uh, you know over sixty five, does that mean, for example, like on Ash Wednesday? And the Fridays of Lent, to be over sixty-five. The thing about uh, uh, abstinence versus no meat. So, if someone is seventy-two years old, may they have meat on a Friday? Uh, as, as I understand it, that that applies to the fasting, okay. which is which is to go, um, you know, uh, to limit yourself to mm-hmm. um, two 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 small Correct. meals that are not to equal one. So, uh, but that the meatless Fridays holds for all of us. Mm-hmm. And also the thing is, uh, I remember as a child, we got so caught up with, you know, what are you giving up for Lent? You know, give up candy, give up drinking, give up cigarettes, which is all well and good. 
But I also want to take the turn regarding the meaning of Lent is Lent is not only a time of giving up. Lent is a time of giving. And in terms of, you know, what are the areas in my life that need change? And I always ask people for reconciliation, uh, what are those areas in your life that keep you from being the person you want to be? And to name that the deepest part of you. And that's what during the season of Lent we work on. Maybe just take one area. You can't do everything but to take one area. And that's what come like with baseball coming up next week. They have spring training. They spend five or six weeks to get ready for the baseball season. They just don't show up game one and start pitching and hitting. They have a whole spring training. And I always talk about Lent being spring training in our spiritual lives, which is so very, very important. Do you know, and Terry, maybe you could speak to the, the idea of Lent also is what Father Greg's talking about, service. In, it, it, during these times, like I know things have changed. We're still involved in service at Holy Name Cathedral in different ways. Are, are you looking at anything in the parish in terms of um, providing service opportunities during Lent? Well, I know one of the things that I mentioned particularly to our young people is that with this weather and the snow that we have here in Chicago, one of the best things they can do is to go and offer their service of shoveling the sidewalks for some of their elderly neighbors. Um, first of all, the older people should not be out doing this, and especially in this cold weather. But this young people are eager to get out and to do something. So that was one of the main suggestions I made to my RE students and their families. Get out and help your neighbors. Those who are also not should not be going out to the grocery stores. Call them up. What can I get for you? Leave it on their front porch. Very simple things like that that make such a big difference in the lives of someone. My father is mm-hmm. an elderly person and should not be going out shopping. So between myself and my siblings, we take turns. Dad, what do you need this week? And someone goes shopping and leaves it on his porch. It's along those lines, uh, Terry, I know that Mark's been going door to door in his neighborhood asking to cut their grass. <laughs> <laughs> So and I do he, all he of... Comes, he comes and, right back home because everyone says no. And I do all of Father Greg's shopping. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there see? But see, those are marvelous hands-on ways. And I find, especially with young people, that when they do finish the uh, shoveling, they, they, they go for the elderly for shopping, they feel great about themselves, mm-hmm. that they have made a difference for others. And those are tremendous ways of not only giving up, but giving back of service to the community and those are great habits to form, Mark. Can I go back to one of my questions? Because I don't think, Todd, we answered it. The idea on Holy Thursday, people visit different churches with the regular. Are you discouraging that this year? Are you saying, you know, you have to have a full staff to do the, um, you know, the sanitizing and stuff? How is that going to work? Just so people understand locally, can they keep their church open, but also can many of these groups, it's a spiritual activity on Holy Thursday night. Right, and, and the, um, the Archdiocesan COVID Task Force, mm-hmm. which is, is made up of a, a number of, of people, the Vicar General and, and uh, uh, epidemiologists and, and, uh, and such, that task force developed those guidelines. And yes, the answer is um, uh, they are, uh, the, the guidelines have, uh, said that there should be no parish pilgrimages mm-hmm. to uh, various churches this year. Uh, those are usually organized, uh, you know, with with buses, and so certainly bringing people into uh, a contained area like that is um, not safe. 
Right. Uh, and 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 so because of that, uh, and it's all out of a, of out of a, an abundance of caution and precaution, and we want to keep each other safe. Um, that that that's where that comes from. So this year it'll be different, um, uh, as it was last year. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, we'll be back to normal. And that's an important clarification. And people, you know, may want to travel the web and visit church websites because many churches do have little virtual tours. Uh, on the website. That's just a different way we're going to have to do it. We're going to take a little break. WNDZ 750 AM on your dial. Catholic Chicago will be back uh, with our final segment with Todd Williamson, Director of Office of Divine Worship, Terry Navarro, Pastoral Associate Director of Religious Education, St. Mary Star of the Sea. And maybe as we conclude the program in our last segment, we can talk about your own personal ideas of, of Lent, how you're celebrating Lent toward your Easter. And we'll be back in a few minutes. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determine the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our more responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. back, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. On your dial, we are... Um, Live streaming. Yeah, and we're... Social also, distancing. We're social distancing with our masks. 
Um, Terry, what, uh, I know from being in parish, you're so busy preparing Ash Wednesday and Lent and Easter for all of the parishioners. How, how, how are you preparing? What makes sense for you in terms of approaching Ash Wednesday and this Lenten season? I'm glad you asked because I've been dying to put this plug in since it was first mentioned at the first break. LTP is providing this wonderful faith community called Living the Sunday Word. It comes on Thursday night, Chicago, from 6 until 7.30, and we have become a virtual faith community. Um, this program was started um, last year in the midst of the pandemic. We began meeting virtually every Thursday before Holy Week and all through Holy Week, all through the Easter season. Took a little break during the summer, and we started back up again in ordinary time in September. This is our last week this thir- tom- um, tomorrow, uh, today actually, will be our last time in ordinary time, and we start a whole Lenten overview um, next week. And we look at the scriptures and the readings and the collect for the upcoming Sunday, and it has tremendously increased my appreciation and um, ability to participate more fully in the Mass, even though I'm at the Masses and making sure everybody's in place and where they're going. Mm -hmm. It gives me this opportunity to really focus and hear the readings and to discuss them and to think about them. So that's something that uh, I would suggest to anybody. Terry, let me ask you, do people do this in small groups virtually, or is it the entire parish as one listening? No, you do it at your own home Mm -hmm. and your your own device. Um, you know, within your own family, if you'd like, you can just log on. They use um, something called Adobe Connect, so you don't see all the other people, but we are able to communicate with each other through a chat box. And um, it's just tremendous. There's always liturgical music and prayer and reflection, and we have really formed quite a tight-knit community without even knowing these people from across the entire United States. So how do our folks get connected? LTP.org. LTP.org. And they would be looking for the program Living Living the the Sunday Sunday Word. Word. Yes. What a great... Now, the thing is, you know, Todd, in the work you do, 21 years as the director of the uh, uh, Office of Divine Worship, in your own personal life, Ash Wednesday, less than a week away, what does this mean for Todd Williamson? I Lent, um, I I try every year... um, to to literally um, do all I can to to make to live differently during these forty days. Um, I take on the liturgy of the hours on a daily basis much more um, much more um, uh, forcibly than than I, I I normally am able to. Um, I, I make time uh, every day to to enter into deliberate prayer, right? So, and and some quiet time and and um, uh, some reflective time. Um, I do uh, an examination of conscience every night before bed. Um, I, I I really I really try to to look at these uh, days as 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 calling calling me to live differently. I remember years ago when I was at St. Zachary's. And it was not Lent, but Advent. And our pastor, Joe McGinnity, who has since passed away, said to the staff, I want us to go on retreat during Advent. 
and he picked a day. And everybody said, we're too busy planning for the parish. He said, if you're too busy to plan, if you're too busy planning for the parish, we're in the wrong space because we need, we need to plan together as a staff. And I thought, wow, that was, that was life-changing for me during these times because when you're so involved in parish, tied you with the archdiocese, it becomes almost all-consuming. You know, mm-hmm. how exhausted, you know, are you folks after Easter in terms of, you know what I mean? You hit. Well, I'll give another one, and that is many people feel because of the pandemic, smaller numbers allowed into church. There's this um, false assumption that the four of us are working less. Mm-hmm. I have found the exact opposite. Yes. The pandemic has made it harder because there's been no playbook. We're going, we're doing as we go along changing, rechanging, undoing, doing. So now, Terry and Todd, that has to be your experience, too, that the pandemic has anything been, oh, what a time now to slow down and relax. It's probably magnified the work that you do. Absolutely. Um, I can attest, even for my poor religious education families, the schedule that I came out with in September has literally been changed 10 times. Yes, yes. Um, and so the, the people have been very understanding, and they get it, and they understand this is all for the safety of everybody. But every time you think you have something planned out well, you're like, oh, wait, nope, you have to change that. So you're doing and redoing and adjusting, and people are used to it now, but it indeed does make for um, flexibility. I have learned to think out of the box a lot more. I have... One tremendous thing that I have done that will continue trying to get religious ed to be more uh, family catechesis, I'm meeting with my parents in small groups and going over the Sunday liturgies with them bilingually so that they can go home and break open the word more with their kids. That's something that I'm going to continue in the religious ed program from here on out. But this now has magnified the amount of hours for your work. Yes. Yeah, we need to bring the program to a close. Uh, you know, maybe just for a second, Todd, if you want to learn more about Lent, how do they contact the Office of Divine Worship or some type of web? Well, if you go to the Archdiocesan webpage, there is a uh, link for uh, Lenten resources, and they are they're they're everything from um, uh, materials that you can uh, get free online or or materials that you can order. Uh, to um, virtual virtual uh, prayer opportunities like Terry was describing with the um, LTP uh, virtual gatherings, um, re- retreats, virtual retreats that, okay. that uh, you can make use of, um, as well as uh, uh, prayer services. That, I need that to bring to a closure, Todd, so we get to okay. cut you off. Todd Williamson, Director of the Office of Divine Worship. Terry Navarro, Pastoral Associate and Director of Religious Ed at St. Mary Star of the Sea. Thank you for joining us. Excellent job. Mark Teresi, great to be with you as co-host. Thank you, great great producer. Thank you, Todd, and thank you, Terry. Vince Girasoli, our engineers, Javi Garcia, Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock, to all. Thank you very much. God bless and a blessed Lenten journey. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.